Yo, this be Tyler Abair, and you listening to the WNS Podcast. What, what? You're listening to the official Wrestling News Source Podcast. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com or check us out on Facebook by searching WrestlingNewsSource.com or WNS Podcast. You can also find us on YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, and iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast or WNS Podcast. Now being broadcast in over 45 different countries, here are your hosts. Daniel Heron, Tyler A. Bear, and Doug. That's right. What's up, everyone? I am Daniel Heron. Tyler A. Bear. I'm Doug, and I'm a fucking professional. And we welcome you to episode 194 of the official podcast for WrestlingNewsSource.com. For all of your information, go to WrestlingNewsSource.com. Check us out on Facebook, WrestlingNewsSource.com. You can find us on Facebook, WNS Podcast, on YouTube, WNS Video, and on iTunes, Wrestling News Source Podcast. And we're back. Yay! My back is back. Yay. His back is back. <laughs> my back is against your back. What? Just what I'm saying. Just say okay. it. Okay. Uh, if you want to follow, we're, we're on a few websites and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. We're on. <laughs> don't try to spice it up. Don't try to get tricky. I don't even yeah. fucking remember. <laughs> Just get through say, this. Dude. Just get through it. I don't even remember what the fuck is. Beyond uh, Pod. Beyond Pod. Uh, player.fm. And uh, Stitcher. Stitcher. Sorry, my brain's not here. Uh, just search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Tyler Aber, not a professional. No. Um, never if you'd no like to follow us on Twitter, please do so at WNS Podcast. Follow Daniel, WNS underscore Daniel. Woo. Follow Tyler, Tyler underscore Aber. The path to a million. That's right. You're at 36, I think. 36. Yeah. How was that 36 before? Huh? Was that 34? No, before? you're 34, and then I plugged you on Monday. Oh, God. So you're up to 36 now. So the path is growing and it's getting better. No. We see that light at the end of the tunnel. Sure, why not? And we are heading towards it. Okay. Yeah. So welcome to the show. Got quite a bit to talk about. Glad to be back. Thank you, everyone, for all the uh, the well wishes and earth thing like that. He's glad to have us back. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Um, Last, not last Friday, the Friday before, um, fell into a little bit of injury. Uh, Was out for the week. So lifting up a car. uh, Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to save that kitten, and it just didn't work out for me. But. uh, or the kitten, but no. Um, I haven't seen you guys in two weeks. I missed you since uh, Night of Champions. Like forever. Yeah, I missed yeah. you shit back. Good oh. lord, it feels like forever. I know it's been it's been a while. Um, we were f- fully prepared to talk about Night of Champions, and I had to go and get myself hurt. So uh, you weren't some... doing wrestling moves. No, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I had to get a cat scan, had to get the X rays and stuff like that. So. Turns out it was. That's a, how you hurt that back. It was a, <laughs> yeah. It was a, a tear in in a disc in my back. So uh, ride pony. Pretty would you, unpleasant. Would you tear? Would you tear getting that tear? Yeah. Tear some fools up. So um. Ride it, my pony. <laughs> you guys worry me, but no. So uh, you know. My saddle. Waiting. So today, today was my first day back at work. Jump on it. <laughs> <laughs> One more time for me. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, good stuff. So, uh, happy to be back. (laughs) I can tell you guys miss me. Nah, uh, yeah, today was my first day back at work. So, uh, okay. So, yeah, it's been been a long journey. I still have some recovering to go. My doctor said it could take anywhere from a couple of weeks to a couple months for me to be fully back to 100%. So, we'll just have to see. We'll have to play it by ear. 
uh, as far as that goes. But um, but yeah, so we do have a lot to talk about. We're not going to talk about Night of Champions, Phil. It's too little, too yeah, late. Yeah, we would forget things. Yeah, I've had, you know, we are, we have enough trouble remembering or what happened raw. the day before. So uh, let alone what happened two weeks ago. Uh, and I didn't even get to see what I didn't even get to watch Raw last week. So I was in a state of like medicated coma kind of thing. I was about to say a coma. Yeah, it was it was weird. They hooked me up with morphine. I was out of it. And you were seeing things. There was a clown in the corner. No, I didn't have any hallucinations, but I was having some weird dreams. That's for sure. I was sleeping. Like lucid? Huh? Like lucid dreams? I don't know. They were just riding ponies. They were just very unusual, but, you know. Like what? I can't remember anymore. <laughs> I was like, uh, explain it. But it was just like, I'd always wake up and I'd be like, what the hell was going on? But, you know, anyway. So uh, so welcome to the show. Going to be talking about some Raw. Going to be talking about some Total Divas. I know What's these- the weirdest dream you've ever had? Who? Uh, I can't remember weirdest dreams, but when I was younger, I had two reoccurring uh, dreams. Ooh, I got reoccurring dreams. So go ahead, go. You go. Uh, when I was younger, I remember um, stepping outside of my house, and here comes this van, this crazy van, turning the corner, <laughs> is on two wheels, coming out. I was like, "Oh shit, it's coming towards my house!" So I run in. Oh. Was this van like one of those airbrushed vans with like a dragon on the side? I don't remember. It was very colorful. Okay. Yeah. And then I go behind the chair and I hide and I look through the window and here and the van opens. Here comes these clowns <laughs> with guns. That's terrifying. Well, they bust down the door and they're searching everywhere for me. They finally find me and they shot me and they killed me. That's, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can die there. Because I've I've had a recurring dream like as a kid and even like as I got older about. Like uh, three little pigs and the big bad wolf, and like I, they would all I would always be like they'd always be having a really dope party, but they would always be like, being like super loud, you know. And I could see out the 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 window and the door. I see like the big bad wolf coming, and I'm like hiding up against like you know like and I can see him like through my peripherals, like yeah. looking in or whatever. And I'm like y'all shut the fuck up, you know. <laughs> like even as a kid, and like even probably until like my teenage years, I had the same dream. It's weird. There's uh, one more where it's like you know how like in a movie where like the monster is like a camera coming towards you. You don't know what the monster is, but it's coming towards a person and it finally gets them. And then yeah, yeah. That's, like I forgot where I was, but style. yeah, that's what was coming towards me. It was somewhere like I remember being the monster or whatever, but it comes to me and it finally hits me and then it goes black. You die in the dream? I don't know what I happens I think you're not to supposed to die in your dream. I don't know. I, I apparently died twice. I've had dreams where I didn't die, but I was getting injured throughout. Like uh, when I was in kindergarten, uh... I had a dream that, like, my classmates were trying to kill me. And, uh, like, it was one of those things where, like, you walk in through a hallway, you walk into a door, uh, and you look in the room, and my classmates are sitting there. They all, like, look at me. And I'm like, oh, no. So I shut the door, put my back to to brace the door, and, like, a knife comes through my chest. Mm. I'm like, what? So, uh, Can you see it, like, through? Huh? You could see it, like, go through? Like, you were looking at your chest. Well, in in my dream... I saw myself standing against the door. Like third person style? Yeah. And so you just see the knife come come through, and then I'm running, and they're, like, chasing after me, trying to stab me some more. Uh, I had another dream where it was actually a pretty good one. It was just unusual. It was I was flying, you know, like Peter Pan style, not, like, in a plane. Um, but, you know, you're flying over water, and if you're if any part of you touches water, you can't fly anymore. 
Hmm. And so I remember I was like, you know, doing like aerial moves and stuff like that. and Being a show off. Being a show off. That's right. And I came <laughs> down and like my toe touched the water and I just straight in the water. Were you like drowning? No, I wasn't drowning after that. I woke just up. like bummed that you couldn't fly anymore? Yeah. I was like, everyone else is flying. Now I can't fly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this sucks. A one-time deal. So, uh, yeah. It was it was pretty unusual. Just waiting for one of you guys to tell me some weird sex dreams. Yes, <laughs> you got nothing? I have nothing. <laughs> That's the face of a man who's got something but is not saying. <laughs> no, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have, have anything. No, nope, nothing. So, uh, so yeah. So, welcome to the show. Like I said, we're going to talk about Raw. Total we're back and we're off track. Q&A. Yep. <laughs> right back. Nothing has yeah. changed. So, um... So yeah, we'll kick things off with Raw. The the authority come out. We're in Chicago, so naturally the uh, the CM Punk chants uh, come out as well. I like that they sent Triple H and Stephanie out there to sort of get you know get the fans to do that so that they can contain them a bit. Um, I thought it was a really funny comeback that that Stephanie had had. She was like, "Why are they chanting for someone who quit? Why are they chanting a quitter? I don't I don't get it." Oh, because they're quitters as well. That's all they know is losing. So, uh, you know, I mean, I thought it was pretty good stuff. Um, you know, they're discussing what had happened the week before with Dean Ambrose and the briefcase and everything. And, uh, you know, Seth Rollins comes out. Paul Heyman comes out um, to address Seth Rollins of what happened at Night of Champions. And, um, you know, Rollins, from the bottom of his, ho- from the bottom of his heart, sincerely apologizes uh, for what he did, trying to, trying to cash in. Uh, his money in the bank at Night of Champions on Brock Lesnar, so and I think that takes that takes a big man to admit his faults and uh, and apologize like that. How about you guys? I'm looking at Tyler's face. I'm trying to gauge what he's about to say. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what the big fuck? big man for Rollins? Big ups. He's scared. He's scared. Brock Lesnar. No. If he was scared, then he wouldn't have gone out there in the first place. Well, it's just Paul Heyman. So. Well, it's Paul Heyman. Yeah. Yeah, but it's Brock Lesnar. I don't know if he would go face to face with him. If he was scared of Brock Lesnar, why did he give him the curb stomp? Because Brock Lesnar was on the ground. Oh. Because he he got him from behind. Yeah, he got him from behind. I see. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. So, anyways, he apologized to Heyman. He's like, "Well, hey, don't apologize to me. You know, the next time, yeah, you won't be able to apologize because of my client." Um, so then they changed the topic onto the missing briefcase, which prompted Dean Ambrose to come on the screen saying, Hey, if you want to just come and get it, come and find me. And so they decided to leave and then Cena comes out and attacks Rollins and then poses in the uh, middle of the ring. Anything to really take from this? No, I mean, I was, I was cool with all of this from how the authority Mm -hmm. handled the crowd to the interaction between Rollins and the authority and Heyman. Um, I know a few weeks back I was really um, I really didn't dig how they uh, it almost seems as if they uh, they were okay with giving Lesnar the shot but then were, were not okay with him being the champ but I sort of like this interaction where uh, bad guys don't have to be on the same page mm-hmm. I, I sort of like how they're kind of like slithering around each other avoiding the you know they're the all con- handling their own business right um you know, down to like Cena attacking, and you know, you know Ambrose showed up. I, I just like the whole, I thought the whole thing like flowed well. I thought it was a good segment, start to finish. Cool. How about you, Tyler? I didn't see it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, that takes us into the uh, the first matchup, 
we get to see uh, Dolph Ziggler and The Miz uh, and Cesaro in a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, I thought this was an exciting matchup. I think it, they said it went around uh, 10 minutes. They had a lot of good spots. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I was okay with the outcome with Ziggler retaining. Um, I was actually I was cracking up at uh, Damian Mizdow and and the just he's nailed it. Like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but he's doing a really That's good funny. job of being the yeah of being the uh, the stunt double, and I think the uh, the crowd is appreciating that as well. What did you think of the uh, the matchup, though? Uh, I thought it was pretty fun. They were a little too reliant upon like roll-ups for mm-hmm. like my taste, but uh, other than that, it was pretty solid, pretty fun. I, and I don't think that I ever. I think this is the first time I'd ever seen the sling a guy try to sunset flip a guy, and the guy who tried to the sunset flip got slingshotted in the other guy's nuts. I don't believe <laughs> I've ever seen that before. Yeah. That uh, was I mean, I, I, I might have, but I, I don't Very remember. unique. Very good. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So they had, a, yeah, they had some pretty good chemistry together. Um, you know, they had a lot of good, you know, interaction with all three at the same time rather than just, you know, two guys in the ring, one being outside, then another, then he comes in and throws another one out. So they had a lot of good uh, spots the he- between the three. What are going to do with Cesaro? I don't know. I really don't know. Shameless thing is. Seamus thing is done, and now the Ziggler thing is done. So, what's next for him? Only time will tell. But uh, after that, we got to see Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury going looking for Ambrose after they were sent by the authority to bring back the briefcase or find Ambrose. Um, no luck. They ran into um, it was a Big E and Xavier Woods and your guy's favorite, Great Khali, who apparently can't hear if you're not a certain height. Mm. Oh. Yeah, they couldn't hear him. I yeah. thought you were going to say short. something. It was like Kofi, Xavier, and uh, Biggie. I no. think he was there. I mean, or yeah, it was, or was it Xavier and Biggie? <laughs> I don't remember. I just yeah. remember Biggie. I remember Kali. Mm-hmm. Um, Always yeah. remember Kali. I like how he was like, Have you seen Ambrose? And Kali's like, Who's, the, who's that? I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. Whoa. Oh. Oh. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Next up, we got to see a uh, a video package from uh, Bray Wyatt featuring Luke Harper. Um, we haven't seen these guys on TV in a in a couple of weeks, and it looks like they're going to be um, possibly making Luke Harper have the singles run here for a little bit, huh. or maybe have uh, Bray Wyatt uh, be a sort of <coughs> manager for him. Then what's going what's going to happen to Rowan? Uh, he I wasn't know. even in the package. Well, I th- I think on the second one he was. Briefly. I mean, he was the. Yeah, but he wasn't like the focus was Harper or whatever. Yeah, huh. I wonder why or what they're gonna do with them. Well, they're setting, they're sort of hitting the reset button with these dudes because they've lost any momentum that they've had. Is, yeah, is dead. And I, I don't know. I, I thought the video was cool. It was basically just uh, Wyatt saying that Harper was a dude who had no purpose for being, and he gave him a purpose to to be. And uh, it's sort of the focus was on him. Harper even did yeah. a little bit of talking, but I don't remember exactly what he said. He's going hunting. Yeah, but I, I thought it was a cool video, and I peekaboo, you're you know, doom. I think Harper's the the more well well rounded guy of the three anyway, and so Definitely. you know, I think you know, I mean, like I don't hate uh, Wyatt in the ring, but if you're gonna pick a strength for Wyatt, it's probably his his talking ability, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't mind him taking a step back and being more like a managerial role. Yeah, 
if anything, I'd like to see more of that. Like sort of a less wrestle, you know, wrestle once in a while, but not be a main focus as far as in the ring. Yeah. Be, be Have your focus be your character, uh, you know, spreading your word through the other wrestlers. Yeah, well, I think it makes more sense with his character for him to, to wrestle less and be more of a figurehead. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, Harper's fucking awesome, so ooh, I'm glad they're getting ready to do some of them. Yeah, really cool stuff. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Um, next, after that, we got to see a, uh, another backstage segment with the Authority. Uh, Miz and Sandow come in, and uh, I was I was cracking up at this part because uh, you know Miz just basically looks at at Sandow and is like, "Tell him," and Sandow just lays into Triple H, "Where you know where's my title shot? I deserve this. You know this is my moment, and, you, and they've taken it away from me, so I demand justice." Um, you know, and then Miz was like, I deserve it. And Sandow would be, I deserve it, you know. So, uh, you know, basically doing the role for him. Yeah. So reciting his lines and stuff. Doug, what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I sort of like these dudes' chemistry and <clears throat> sort of like, um, you know, where they're headed with this. But to me, Triple H is going to cut him down by saying he's a straight to DVD. His career is straight to DVD. That, that like, you're sort of burying your your own like company, your own, yeah. like, shit. So that, you're burying your studio. You're burying your lead actor in the film. You're right. burying the movie. Saying basically saying, well, it's it's nothing more than a straight to DVD piece of crap. Right. So if you're, I mean, like, why would you continue to, or why would you expect anyone to care about something you're telling them is a piece of shit? Right. Right. You should have know. said just like the chaperone or yeah, the chaperone was or something like exactly. that. Exactly. So. I mean, what can you do? But, uh, yeah. Well, there's a disconnect. If you acknowledge that it, what you do is shit, then why would why would you not use that better that money better elsewhere? Or, I, I mean, I get I assume it's. See, I don't even assume that it's profitable, so I don't know why they continue to do it. I mean, there has to be some business reason for them to do it. It can't, I think it can't be profitable. There, I think that's the reason why they keep they keep doing horror films because horror films are cheap. They're right. cheap to do. They're cheap to make. The Leprechaun, um, Origins, Ceno, Evil Two. Yeah. Let's see all Miz's shit isn't horror. Oculus, all these, all these horror films. Yeah, action film would, will take a hit. Right. Got explosions, explosions cars, martial arts, and all that. WWE's comedy is not comedy. Yeah. So, you know, what can you do? Nothing. Nothing. That's right. So. uh so, yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm not like insulted. I just find it baffling why you would go out of your way to draw like negative attention to your own shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's just crazy. So, it's like a sponsored. It's like a, a spokesperson for Burger King going out and being like, "Why would you buy a, a you know a, a kids meal here or something?" Right. I don't know. I don't know. That's a terrible analogy, but you get the gist. Like our toys are crap. Why would you buy that? Yeah, you, know, you can't get this in stores, but why would you get get it here? Um, yeah, I don't know. So, anyways, we got to see uh, the first of three divas matches in this Raw. Uh, we got to see Layla um, with Summer Rae going up against Rosa Mendez with Nat- uh, Natalia and uh, Rose well, is pretty bad. Do you think she's worse than Eva Marie? I think oh, Rose is God. the Rose is the new queen of like the. If word, these right? two were to have a match, Rosa and Eva Marie, you mean? Oh my God! People yes. people give Eva Marie a hard fucking time about how bad she is, but Rosa was pretty fucking bad here. I think it's the fact that Rosa has been in the business for eight years now, 
Yeah, but she's been out for a long time, and most of her. But still. Yeah, most of her time has been. She didn't wrestle that much, though. No, she didn't. She was and then, she so, was basically a valet, and then she was in you know rehab for an extended period. Yeah, I mean, I think if anything, make her go back to being a valet, and see, I I don't think that's gonna fly anymore with the total divas thing. I think they want like girls are gonna do all of it. Yeah. Whatever. This was a train wreck. The whole TJ Natalia thing is so baffling here because. I get the connection to Total Divas and the, the NXT shit is why I get that they're doing like an angle with them on NXT. I get that uh, Total Diva, this is like some sort of synergy between the three shows because uh, Natty and uh, Rosa are friends on are on Total Divas now. So I get like the connection, but why would TJ go with Natty to watch the Rosa match? That's so dumb. Like why would he be there? You know, it's so stupid. Just for airtime, I guess. Yeah, but but no, but he went out there and then was like disinterested, and she was like, "Why the fuck aren't you paying attention to my friend's match?" It wasn't Natty's match in the first place, yeah. yeah. So why was he there at all? Fact. <laughs> just, I don't know. It was just like weird. Like why? I get because like, it pertains to the show. Well, I get I get giving people airtime and tying it in, but it made no fucking sense whatsoever. I mean, if I had to guess, you know, they showed the the show the the clip of him being. You know, getting her a birthday present or whatever, and she was like, "Oh, is that for you or is that for me or something like that?" And so I guess they're trying to add friction or something by having well, no. him go out there and be like, mm, "I don't even care." Well, about that's what I'm friend. saying. I get, I completely understand they're fighting on Total Divas in that universe. So it's I something get, that happened months ago. Well, and I get supposedly there's a lot of shit on NXT about like him being Natty's husband and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so, the fans so will I get, chant that. So I, get, so I get that tie in and I get that I get that Natty would be in Rose's corner because they're friends on NXT, but they're so there's like but it's all splinter. There is no one connective through line for why he would be there. They're just trying to shoehorn three different things like, into the same hey, spot. Hey, we got you in the back. I go stand out there and Play on your phone. Yeah, it was just <laughs> didn't make any sense. I don't know. Like and if the fans start chanting Natty's husband, just put your headphones on. If Natty, if it was Natty's match, I could understand him, her forcing him to be out there and him acting disinterested, and then they get into it. Mm-hmm. But why would he ever have to go to Rosa's match? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't. I'm just they're I, trying to be supportive of Rosa. She's recovering. Yeah, but he's not. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't care. He don't care. So, as far as the matchup. Rose is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. So, uh, yeah. After that, we did get... Layla was fine, I mean. Hmm. And then they took pictures of Rosa on the floor. So, whatever. Very childish. But, um, yeah. So, next up, we got to see uh, Dean Ambrose come out, set up a table, have the briefcase there, and he had a bag with him. Started, started throwing out some merchandise to the fans. And it's clearance sale time. So, giving everyone some shirts and all kinds of stuff, good stuff. And um, it was Mercury and Noble came out and was like, hey, you know, you got to give us the briefcase. And uh, I did like the line that he said, or he was, you know, I was I was laughing pretty good at this segment. He was like, uh-oh, they sent the, uh, they sent the cruiserweight division at, after me. <laughs> so, uh you know, I liked I like Ambrose on the on the uh, microphone. He's a really talented, dude. It's sort of a breath of fresh air for me. Um, you know, I feel like this is something that the WWE has needed for a while. Like he's got that good attitude, um, kind of character. Um, 
But all in all, I, I really enjoyed this uh, this segment. Uh, but what about you, Doug? It was garbage. I fucking hated every second of it. Really? For yeah, I'm being totally serious. I thought it was fucking horseshit. Wow. Um, there are like two shining examples of how to not to get Dean Ambrose over, and mm-hmm. they've gone with both of those as a try <laughs> to further get Ambrose over. He's sort of organically over on his own right now, mm-hmm. and they're doing the absolute two worst things to try. It's like he couldn't be organic ever on his own. They have to put their own spin on how he's going to be over, and right. they, they put the two things that are going to hinder him the most. Like, one, if the absolute horseshit worst way to get over a quote-unquote crazy guy, a quote-unquote unhinged guy, a quote-unquote unpredictable guy is to do shitty WWE comedy with him. Like, <laughs> the fucking briefcase is a fucking stupid comedy spot. Like, why no real crazy guy would go through that link to do that shit? He would just, like, try to fight those guys. It was absolute bullshit. It was absolutely horrid. <laughs> I couldn't fucking stand it. I was, like, rolling my eyes the whole fucking time. I thought it was... It's like, is he is he a crazy guy or is he fucking Gallagher? Is he fucking... Car- is, he, <laughs> is he a fucking prop comic or is he a fucking, like, crazy wrestler? top. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is he... Is he a fucking prop comic or is he a fucking wrestler? He's the lunatic fringe. You don't know what he's going to do. Well, that's point number two. The other absolute fucking horseshit way of getting a crazy guy over is to tell everyone how fucking crazy he is every five seconds. <laughs> it, there's this thing that exists in the comic book, like in comic book world, uh, as far as like writers go. And it's it's called, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's like the whole, this whole thing about you show people, you don't tell people. And yeah. that's sort of referring to people like in comics that, like especially older comics and sometimes guys will get away where they give you a lot like a lot of exposition and they tell you instead of showing you what is happening mm-hmm. so like you're like the idea is like this guy's a, they keep telling you this guy's a badass this guy's a badass this guy's a badass but you don't ever see him do anything badass so you're like he's you're just telling me he's a badass i never seen him do anything badass right. you're just like this guy you're hoping for the people to repeat it right right they're saying this guy's crazy this guy's crazy this guy's crazy but when you when he does something he's telling you a stupid joke so like i don't connect that he's crazy and i'm just annoyed that you told me he was crazy all the mm-hmm. time. i think they're they i think it's the worst way i like ambrose i want him to succeed but i think these are the two absolute worst ways to go about it and i think he was organically over on his own yes uh, I think they're trying to put their own spin on it, so they yes. so they can say like guide him how they want him, and they're gonna can't let him get higher than Cena. <laughs> well, look, I don't even think it's about that. I think I it's just know. about them like wanting the the credit for like him being over or them feeling in control of someone who's over or whatever. But uh, I, if a guy's fucking crazy, don't do shitty comedies with him. Look, I'm the biggest proponent in the world of. Comedy has a spot on the card, and the spot on the card for comedy was the Slater Gator fucking match with the uh, with the uh, Matadoras. Matadoras. That was the spot for comedy, and that was fine. That's a good spot for comedy. Like your guy, who's a he wasn't the guy you were going to go with anyway. He's your backup. You're only like you're only going with this guy as the the push guy because of the guy you wanted to go with is out hurt. So now once you relent and have to go with this guy, like you can't do this shitty shit with him. You gotta, like, do this guy right. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a place for comedy, but Dean Ambrose is not the guy who's, you need to focus your comedy on. And I'm not saying that Dean Ambrose can't ever throughout his career do something comedic, because we've seen big guys like Austin, we've seen big guys like Rock, we've seen Foley, they, all those guys have done comedy, but they've done it after they're established enough to where they can survive a bombed comedy skit. Yeah. Like, you could kill a guy with some lame shit on the way up, and he'll never get there, and it won't fucking matter in the long run. Mm-hmm. This was fucking garbage to me. I fucking hate it every second. Hmm. Fair point. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. 
No, I get. I I definitely get where you're from, coming from. Uh, but as far as just a, you know, I mean, he can talk. I mean, I like him talking and stuff. But just like, yeah. I don't know. I personally, I found it entertaining. But I definitely see where you're coming from, uh, and can agree to 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 <coughs> what you were saying. Um, but I don't know. Just tickled my funny bone a little bit. But uh, but yeah. So Ambrose runs back up through the uh, through the uh, crowd as Rollins tries to open up his briefcase and gets splattered with green slime and uh, then kind of loses it and tries to get his coat off or jacket off. Um, had a little difficulty with that, at least. But that, I, I thought that was pretty funny, too. I went back and watched that a couple times, actually. Um, but, yeah, so uh, then there was, a, there was a running gag in within that segment where uh, Ambrose was talking about how he opened up the briefcase to see what was inside, and he was like, "Oh, there's something that I didn't even I didn't expect from you, Rollins." And uh, and you know, after that, we got a, a backstage segment with the Authority. You know, basically telling Kane and Orton, you know, you're gonna go out there and fight Rollins' battles for him because he can't do it right now. I mean, if he could, I mean, if he didn't have to go to the trainer and get his eyes checked out. You know, he'd, he'd take care of his own battles, but for right now, you gotta got, you guys have to go out there and show the world that you are still dangerous and, and all that. Um, mm-hmm. And after that, there's sort of a brief pausing and sort of a... A buzz. Mm, mm, and, uh, you know, they're kind of... Everyone's like, not my cell phone. Yeah, it's not my f- it's phone. I don't even have pockets, you know. They did a vibrator joke. Yeah, you, it's a vibrator joke inside the briefcase, which... Uh, you know, Rollins quickly snatches the briefcase, and it's an electric razor. Um, so, I mean, he does have Why a beard. Why are they doing that? Why they made that joke for? Just because Ambrose made a joke of, man, I op- opened this up, and, you know, there was something I didn't expect for there to be. So, yeah, they made a, uh-huh. a vibrator joke, basically. Um, which, it's to that, vibrate. I was chuckling once I heard it, and I was like, oh, they're all looking around and happens to be in the briefcase. See, I thought that was kind of lame too. I would have been like more. I thought I it would thought have, that would have been like right up your alley. Well, I thought it, it would be more interesting if he like if they played up on it. And he was like, "Yeah, dude, that's a fucking vibrator." Like, I'm. <laughs> well, I mean, like they, they they went for the they they're going for the easy the easy joke, the log hanging fruit. But then, like, if you're gonna do it at all, like, why not go for like some big shit? I don't know. Like, why why not go? Why not step up the rung a little bit? I don't know. Yeah. Like if you're gonna go for like a vibrator joke, then go for a fucking vibrator joke. <laughs> That's the same kind of. It's like, a it's a PG show, dog. Come on now. You well, then you can't do the vibrator joke. <laughs> it's implied. Right. And where the kids are like, oh, I don't know any electric razors that do that. It's a vibrating dildo. Yeah, it's a dildo. It's a dildo. So uh, so yeah. So after that, we got to see like a two minute matchup between Mark Henry and Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas actually getting the victory. Uh, kind of a shocking upset to continue the the woes for Mark Henry. Uh, he came out before the matchup and tried to apologize to everyone. And Bo Dallas said, "You need to close the hall of pain and enter the hall of believers." Yes. So, um, so yeah, but Bo Dallas ends up getting the victory. Uh, and backstage, Mark Henry decided to attack Bo Dallas as he was talking to Renee um, about his said victory. So, uh, Doug, what are your thoughts about Mark Henry? Uh, and his losing streak at the moment. Um, I mean, I was cool with it, like to an extent, but I always hate to see Henry be the guy who has to make the other guys. And I know that in professional wrestling, there are guys get made because other guys will make them, and mm-hmm. that's a that's a role in a company that someone has to play. 
I just like a really big fan of Henry and I hate that he's always seems to be in that role. He gets a run every now and then. Yeah. But uh, I just feel like he's got a little more to offer, man. I just would like to I would like to see them. And I think I think I saw like a rumor or, you know, uh, uh an article stating that uh Henry might be going heel again soon. I mean he excels uh, he Yeah. He <sighs> He's such an intense guy that he can make intense babyface work, but he excels at like like he'll you know. They like, feel yeah. like it's been they've been switching back and forth quite. Yeah, him and Big Show and Kane, they're like, are all guys. They're like they just plug in. Sorry, no, flip a coin and they plug into whatever, however, whenever. You know what I mean? They're like, we need someone quasi credible or credible. You know, mm-hmm. and they plug those guys in. Yep. They swap um, them back and forth, like at, you know, on a hat. dime. You yep. know, flip a coin. Which way does it land? Heel or face? Heel or face? Heel or face? So yeah. So we'll have to see how that particular uh, storyline plays out. That. That. Yes. So uh, next up, we got to see a promo. A lot of backstage stuff. A lot of promos on this episode of Raw. Um, Goldust and Stardust talking about how they have found the collective key and it controls their destiny and. I don't know. What are your thoughts on this? Don't give a shit. Yeah? Don't I care? I really don't. I, it feels like Stardust, the one that's saying the stupid shit, mm-hmm. and Goldust says, yeah, we have the cosmic keys, and that's all he says pretty much. And <laughs> But Stardust says the stupid shit, and then he does the star thing in his hand. <sighs> yeah. How about you, about you, Yeah, I'm like uber annoyed with the Stardust stuff. Okay. I'm a big Goldust fan, but I can't stand the Stardust. <laughs> it's I not like, getting him over. I feel like to me, it's, it's not. I mean, made for kids, or no, I don't know. He's a hill. Well, kids still like hills these days. Yeah, I sort of. I like Goldust's new like new way of painting his face. The, though. the fire yeah. of gold. I like the old Darth Maul looking thing. <laughs> so uh, after that, we got to see the uh, the second Divas matchup, especially focusing on Total Divas. That was uh, Brie. Going up against Cameron and Eva Marie, thanks to Nikki, thanks to the authority. So, um, this is an, I th- you know, the crowd wasn't into it at all. Um, I wasn't particularly into this matchup, but how about you guys? I know yeah, you guys I, are the total diva fans. Yeah, but there's, I mean, there's a separation of like, you, they're, they try to, they have in the past tried to tie total divas to the show, and they're doing an even like, bigger effort to tie it into Raw now, but there's a big separation of, like, what makes Total Divas enjoyable and what makes... Yeah. What makes a good, like, pro wrestling match. And okay, what, I feel like they shouldn't connect it. But. I don't mind that they connect it, I just... But there's gotta be a better way. There's gotta be a better way. Yes, there does. There needs to be. Bring Vinny in. So... <laughs> So Bree ends up getting the victory and uh, does some yes chants, which gets the crowd into it. That was pretty much the only thing that the crowd cared about was doing the yes chants. Uh, but next up, we got to see Los Matadores going up against Slater Gator. Yeah. Um, Dude, those new graphics have the cars and their faces <laughs> flashing. Yeah, are like so that. awesome. Yeah. And uh, did you hear their music? It's themed the, uh, yeah, the like- three-man band and Titus's theme together. Very good mashup. I like that. Yeah. Good stuff. So, um, so I mean, it looks like they, these guys might actually be coming up in the ranks here soon. Yeah, what I didn't like is it felt like uh, up until now they were the baby faces and all this shit, though. Now yeah. they made it feel like they swapped it on them. I don't mind them being <laughs> heels, 
it just felt like everything up until this point they were the baby faces, and now they mm-hmm. sort of made them feel like they were the heels now. No, I th- I think they were the faces in this one because they <laughs> end up because the finish yeah the finish ended with with them getting the victory. However, but they were sort of being <laughs> a dick and bullying a uh, uh, Torito. Yeah. Well, that's that's just El Torito, but uh, you know they brought out Hornswoggle dressed as a dick, gator. Yeah, who knows. But the reason why I say it's, you know, they were playing the face is because Adam Rose and the bunny, they're standing ringside. They go up there and they attack Heath Slater. Well, see, that's why I thought they swapped him because I I felt they were presenting it as Adam Rose and the bunny stood up for them beating up on Torito. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how it played out to me. It was like they were like saying, hey, don't fucking blow well, that bull. They caused a distraction. The Matadoras came in and delivered their little drop on Slater right. and then the bunny did the splash. So I'm like, this is a four on one assault. Yeah, but I thought it was after like the Slater Gator like initiated being a dick to the to Torito or whatever. That's yeah. how that's how I, sort of how it played out for They me. were just trying to say your bull ain't nothing on our gator. Right. And of course Baby. And you know, of course. But you know, it just <laughs> felt weird to me. Like I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. What are you, what are your thoughts on this whole bunny thing that's going on with Adam Rose? Is it is it still supposedly going to be Darren Young in the long run? I don't know. Have you seen Darren Young with his new hair? I did. I, did it you looks see different. That huh? It looks good. It's a good yeah. look. Yeah, I have not seen it. It doesn't look bad. It's just different. It's like oh, yeah. is, it, is that Darren? Young? He yeah. looks a lot different, he especially with look. the facial hair and the haircut right, and all that. Right. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. See that from like way. Well, he looks now to mm-hmm. per- compared to when he first came in. With yeah, like when he first super had Saiyan he had hair. That, yeah, that crazy hair, and then then he had it kind of poofed out a bit. Uh, but now it's like, st- uh, you know, like shaved on the sides, and he's got like some some facial hair going and all that. So he, I mean, he's definitely changed his look. Um, so be on the lookout for him. But I don't, I just I don't know how I feel about this bunny thing. I read uh, on an article where they're like. The bunny is getting more character development than you know, practically anyone in the ring who was involved in this match. You know, nah, they're, they're, like, they're putting feel... more focus on the bunny than Adam Rose. They're putting more focus on the bunny yeah. than the Matadoras. They're putting more well, focus well, on I the feel bunny. Like they're more on the bunny than Adam Rose, but yeah. Well, they they are for sure putting more focus on the bunny than the Matadoras because Matadoras aren't like significant in this angle. Mm-hmm. So it's okay that he gets more. The Matador is, is just, you know, he should, he shouldn't get more than like Slater Gator or no. he shouldn't, or uh, Rose. It's okay to give him some development, but you should give Rose some as well. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't matter that he's more of a focus than Matadors because that wasn't the point of the match. The point of that, that match was just to get more conflict between Slater Gator and Rose and the Bunny. Yeah. And uh, one of the things about Adam Rose during this matchup is like, once they came back from commercial and, you know, they showed him sitting down and everyone was, you know, dancing around or whatever, it kind of just annoyed me whenever he did his line. Like, they're like, we got Adam Rose ringside. That's right. Don't be a lemon. Be a rose I'm like, okay. We- yeah, I mean, I feel like he's this decidedly more heel now. Yeah. So, um, he's kind of that annoying partier or whatever that no one ends up liking. I don't know. It's sort of amazing that he was ever sort of like a favorite, like a sort of a like a babyface in a way. It's the theme. The theme got him over. So. Still though, I mean. <laughs> so I don't know, but let's we'll see where they go. Next up, we got to see uh, um, Rusev come out uh, along with Lana. 
talking about the uh, events of what happened on uh, SmackDown, where uh, Big Show attacked him, knocked him out. Uh, Big Show came out to counter argue the, uh, the the claims, saying here's what really happened and blah blah blah. Um, then he gets into the ring as uh, Rusev exits and proceeds then to pull down the Russian flag that was hanging above the uh, the arena, much to the delight of crowds, um, to spark their feud a little bit further. And uh, Big Show ended up, you know, standing tall in the center of the ring while Rusev looked on angrily. Um, but after uh, Raw, sometime today, I believe, uh, WWE issued a statement to any Russian fans who were offended by that um, for the uh, for the flag being thrown to the ground like that. So I I don't know where they were going with that. If that you know, because I mean I remember what was it a couple of years ago when Jericho um, took the flag of a different country. I forget which one, but and he was suspended for that. So like okay, right. if you're gonna suspend someone for doing something to another country's flag, don't have Big Show go out there and do something to some other country's flag. Yeah. You know, it's like Mark Henry played it off great. He was like, you know, you're from a different country. You've got, you know, you've got pride. Nothing wrong with that. It's the way that you're delivering it is what I have an issue with. Whereas Big Show is just like, I'm just going to pull down your flag. That's going to send a message to you. Well, see, to me, I like, I don't care that like someone's flag got pulled down. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so I'm so like unpatriotic. I'm such like not a nationalist in like any sense. I right I, like in a way that I don't feel like I don't have like it's, I'm not ashamed of America in some ways, and it, but I'm not like inherent. Well, I mean, in some ways I am. In some ways, yeah. I'm not like I don't have like inherent pride in America. It, it, that's one of those things that doesn't boil you up. You're like, right. oh, I can't believe we did that. And to me, like, I can't see how anyone would have inherent pride in Russia, not because I think one's better than the other just like like i don't inherently love america just like i not that i hate it but you it's know like what i'm you're saying indifferent you're like I, I i i mean it's not indifferent i'm just like to me it's more it's not i couldn't care one way or the other <laughs> well it's it's not indifferent so much as it like i don't like have an inherent like love of the label of the massive land that i live on you know right. what i'm saying just like i wouldn't believe that i i would have a hard time for you know, deciding that a Russian guy would have that same, like, I would feel mm-hmm. like, why would he have that? Just like, I don't have it or whatever. Yeah. So, but like, I, I don't believe like it's, I don't think it's out of line. I don't, I don't have a personal problem with them ripping some flag down and throwing it on the ground. And right. it's not like, um, and it's not because I'm like a, some bullshit, like, uh, USA baby guy. Mm-hmm. It's because I, I mean, if you, America. yeah, if you rewind, like I, I would say the same thing about like, when they use the Rusev stuff, I was like, when they use the the plane shit with Rusev and them, I was like, well, it's, my knee jerk reaction is that's fucked up because people died in that. But like, I I stand by my ultimate belief that nothing's off limits to use. Right. And so I didn't have a I didn't have a problem with them using the Russian shit when it was uh, in Rusev's favor, and I don't have a problem with this this vice versa. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. I mean, it's not the same thing because one's a flag and one's people's lives. I mean, I want to make a very clear distinction that I do not equate like throwing a flag on the ground with people's lives. I'm just saying that I don't believe there is a limit as far as that stuff goes as to what can and cannot be used. Mm -hmm. I just saying like, I personally, 
even if I was a Russian, even as an American, I cannot identify with the patriotism because I'm sort of the type of guy who's like, I think this world is going to be a whole fuck lot better when everyone can like drop the whole, like their national, like their national pride for what country they live in. Mm. They can drop their religious pride of you're this religion. I'm this religion. Like we can't be like whatever. Oh, I'm really proud of this place. I live once everyone can get past all that bullshit and be like, we live different places. We believe different shit, but like humanity is like, what first and foremost like we're all humans let's just live our lives yeah and like (laughs) like once we have to stop killing each other all over all this bullshit about what faith we are or where we live and all this other bullshit i think you know we'll we'll be much more better as like a species so i can't identify like in any way with this like i I, like i don't care because a flag means shit to me and that's not because it's a russian flag because if it was american flag it would mean equal shit to me you know what i'm saying (laughs) right i mean that's just where i'm coming that mm-hmm. may, may or may not make sense to anybody, but you know whatever. Yeah, no, I you know I totally see where you're coming from, Tyler. How about you, Nation's Pride? Uh, what were your thoughts on Big Show ripping down the the flag? I have and no then, problem with it. Yeah, and then uh, you know WWE issued out an apology for anyone who was offended uh, by the actions. But you know it's one of those things where it's like, okay, Big Show's portraying a character. Yeah, this is consider it like a play in a sense. Yeah. you know it's like you're not going to get mad at. Uh, you know, any actor for portraying a certain bad person, you know, it's like, oh, I can't believe you did that. And like, really? Yeah, you know, it's like it's, really, like it's a movie. That's a really good point that you're making. It's something that I have to work through a lot because just because of like my knee jerk reaction when they did the Rusev stuff with they were heavily alluding to the plane shit, which they didn't come out and say it, but right, it, it felt like that's what they were where they were coming from. I was like, oh, that's fucked up. I can't believe you would say that. And at the same time, I was like, yeah, I feel like it's your artistic right to use whatever you feel. Mm-hmm. Like, even though knee jerk, I felt like that's so fucked up. You, I don't think it's like so cool to do that, especially right now. At the same time, you got to take it back and say like, you know, like uh, movies were made about 911. Yeah. Like movies were made about World War II. Movies were tons. Like, <laughs> yeah. And they they use those feelings that people have connected to those, those things to sell movies. It's the same principle as like yeah. selling this wrestling show. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, there's, there's been plenty of movies featured around world war two where an actor has portrayed Adolf Hitler. People aren't going to go after that actor and right. be like, I can't believe you do this and blah, you know? Right. And even though so many people are so rightfully offended by the horrific shit that happened yes. with him, like people, it seems like less people are maybe because time has passed, but less people. No, no one's up in arms about a World War II movie where Adolf right. Hitler's in it anymore. And this is probably is a different story because it's so fresh, right? But ultimately, artistic freedom is artistic freedom. And even though I, I know that I'm, I, because I'm a real person who has real feelings. I know that I conflict my own opinions. I know that I uh, come across hypocritical sometimes. That because that's like I just come on the show and speak my mind, like my mm. heart, like. Uh, where I'm coming from. So I know like I had different views sometimes and sometimes I change my view or like, right. it's just cause I, in real time, I'm it's telling growth, you, about, yeah. right. It's just, but I, it ultimately it's the same thing. I mean, like, so I don't see how, you know, I don't think it's a big deal. That, yeah. Bottom line, we, this is a really if roundabout way of saying this, right. then you should get mad about movies that you go to watch. Right. And everything else. Yeah. And, I, and I'm guilty as too because I, I can see things and be so offended by them and be like, oh, because of my personal politics, mm-hmm. I'll be like, 
well, that's not right or that's fucked up. But ultimately, I have to like take no one's a... gonna walk up to Tom Hiddleston and be like, "You tried to destroy New York, you motherfucker." Right. I mean, ultimately, uh, I gotta I'm take glad a step Thor back. took you out. Yeah, yeah, I gotta take a step back sometimes, and <laughs> other people gotta take a step back too, and should be like, "Yo, this is just bullshit." I thought yeah. your name was Lucky. Just dumb wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your scepter? No. So uh, round of about way, flag on the ground. Not that big of a deal to me. Yeah, I mean, in the I'm wrestling the in the wrestling world, you know, they're they're trying to incite a reaction. I, I'm sure. the same too, so. to be honest with you. I know how some people are get butt hurt over that. And oh, I, know this I can't is believe you do that. A little different or whatever, but like mm-hmm. when I used to work for grounds and stuff and like uh, different events, it would have the flag. Sometimes I I messed up. I dropped it on the floor, you know. And mm-hmm. some people get pissed off. It's not like I hey, I dropped the floor and I'm jumping on. I'm like fuck this, yeah. you know, or whatever. But Hmm. Some people get butt hurt too easily, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I mean, take it what you will. That's just our that's our thoughts on it. But uh, next up, we got to see the third Divas match of the evening: Alicia Fox going up against AJ. After Paige came out and said, "Well, here's my new favorite best friend," so it turned out to be Alicia Fox. Um, short matchup: Alicia Fox ends up getting the victory after Paige was. Uh, grabbed AJ's foot from the ropes and clear view of the referee but uh I don't know any thoughts on this matchup to be honest with you I'm having a real hard time even remember what happened uh the only thing I really remember is AJ crawling on the top of the uh the ropes and doing the crossbody right and it almost looked like she fell awkwardly and it looked like Paige got hurt or AJ got hurt or they both got hurt but I mean they ended up you know finishing the matchup everything was fine but uh, I just remember that much. And uh, then they, it looks like Alicia Fox was going to do her little thing where she takes the drinks and pours it all over herself and her opponent. And yeah, just, I remember seeing her grab them. But and she didn't, and she just dropped the cans right in front of AJ. I, I don't know. It's, it was weird. Just so she knows she could have. I could have, but I'm not going to because then they'd have to change the mat, so I'm not going to do that. To uh. So, uh, so, yeah. So next up, we got to see Sheamus going up against uh, Damian Mizdow with uh, um, Miz on commentary. Um, this was a fairly short matchup, you think? Yeah. Um, nothing really to take away from it. Sheamus ends up getting the victory. Um, but something to, I don't know, I don't remember if, I play, if we really discussed it about the triple threat where uh, Sandow was selling the leg injury uh, that Miz was feeling. Right, right, from the figure four, so uh, just really <laughs> funny stuff. Um, Did he carry that into this match? That would have been genius if he would have sold the <laughs> like into this match and worked. That would have been some genius level shit. Uh, I did see one comment, and I'd, I'd like to get your opinion on it. Um, you know, since they're doing the whole stunt double of mocking, I'm you know I'm imitating you. Right. Um, how would you feel if at some point during Miz's match, if Sandow took his place? Well, they sort of teased it where, yeah. like, he's tried to, but the other guy's already, like, trying to kind of, like, threw it out before. Oh, that really? Happened. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I hadn't caught that part. But I don't know how you'd, I don't have a problem in theory, but I don't know how you execute it with still upholding the rules of the match. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the ref didn't see and he just gets, gets him in a, a roll up <laughs> and run and he just see know, the rolls out of the matchup and, and then Miss stands up. I did it. I did it. Sort of like a twin magic thing. Sort of, yeah. yeah. Or the you know the ref just happens to be, you know, like say Miz brings a chair in, you know, it's like oh I'm gonna hit him with it, and ref is like no you can't do that, and you know uh, 
say Sheamus gives him a bro kick as the ref is trying to um, get the chair out of the ring or something. And Sandow rolls in, rolls over. I don't know. That would, that that's too complicated. I mean, as long as it would have to be really quick. Yeah, I mean, as long as they don't like blatantly disregard the rules of the match for mm-hmm. him, like I'm fine with however they can conceive it. Yeah. Okay. That'd be interesting. I mean, the to ref see. can't be like, I, as sort of entertaining as I they, didn't know as, which one was which. Well, as sort of as like entertaining as they could maybe make it. I don't think that the ref or they can't. I don't think Miz can yell cut and then switch places with <laughs> Sandow as Sandow. Like the ref's just looking at him as it happens. Hey, Miz yells action and they just continue as if he was there, but the ref <laughs> watching. You know. <laughs> As you're saying, or maybe this. that would be even better if they were yeah. that blatant with as it. As you're saying that, like I'm imagining, like Seamus being on one end doing the chest beats for the brogue. Cut. Yeah, he's <laughs> Miz is like cut, cut, time, time, time. Okay, Sandow, get in here, and he rolls in and <laughs> takes his place. Action, and then he gives Hits him the, the bro, bro kick, kick and covers him for the three. <laughs> I think that would be pretty funny. And maybe it would be better if they just went over the top with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do it, go full fledged. So, uh, so yeah, so who knows? Maybe one day we can get that, but um, maybe at uh, like house shows or something they're doing stuff like that. They're practicing it. So uh, I really hope. But uh, next up, we got to see Hulk Hogan come out, uh, and and he, like he only takes the bumps for Miz. Like anytime Miz <laughs> got to take a big bump at him. <laughs> yes, like uh, say they go to NXT and they have to go face Adrian Neville or something. Neville gets on the top rope to do the red arrow, and he's like, "Cut, cut! Bring in the stunt double." So, uh, I think that would that would be hilarious, especially if the guys are just like sitting on the top of the turnbuckle and be like, "What is going on?" Like, if the ref and the wrestler were like both like, "Should we do this? Yeah, is this okay? <laughs> do we count this? I mean, is that a win if I pin him?" <laughs> I would like I'd like to see it at least once. I think that would be hilarious. I mean, I think it's um. It could be cool, but it could also present some problems. Like, how mm. serious do you take it, you know? Right. I mean, if he's supposed to be the stunt double. Right. So. See him taking all the ass whooping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts on that one, for sure. But, um, but yeah, so we got to see Hulk Hogan come out and talk about the uh, the Susan G. Komen um, uh, Breast Cancer Awareness would, Month. I, we keep going back to this yeah. when you're trying to be all, but plus it would sort of be like, Heat for the Miz because he's always like he'd be the guy. Yeah, well, he's like the guy. Like no one ever sees him get his. It's always Sandow. So it's yeah. like so may, maybe that's a way of like earning some extra heat for Miz. That that could be. Yeah. Because no one ever sees him get his. Get his mm-hmm. That would be good. So, uh, but yeah, um, back to Hogan. You know, talking about the uh, the breast cancer awareness month. Uh, all the merchandise has gone pink. So really cool stuff. We've changed our logo in honor of this as well um, to help raise awareness for breast cancer. So hopefully uh, so the money, I believe the money they said goes towards the foundation as far as the merchandise. 100%? Not, well, maybe not 100, but probably. A percentage. Uh, oh, yeah. But uh, but a good good portion of it. So go to WWE and purchase a shirt or something. Good stuff. So final matchup we got to see Ambrose teaming up with Cena to go up against Orton and Kane. Um, you know, uh, you know Ambrose Rollins is mine. Yeah, Ambrose got the hot tag, which is good. Um, 
But other than that, nothing really stood out in the match to me. Uh, this was all just leading to the end, which was a disqualification after Rollins came out and attacked. And then uh, Cena was trying to get Rollins, and Ambrose was trying to get Rollins. And, you know, they end up both getting beat down by Kane and Orton. And then Rollins hits the curb stomp. Nobody to, takes food off my plate. To finish them off. So anything really sticking out from that? No. So, uh, so all in all, it was an interesting way to close the show. I mean, heels stand tall. You know, faces stood tall last week. So, so there you go. Nothing, uh, nothing big. That'll turn it to you guys. And now, Total Divas with Doug and Tyler. Mostly Doug. No wonder we call you fat on Twitter. Shut up! I have to say, I feel like a real diva. You are a grown-ass woman. What's up? Yeah. How do you want to do this? Did you miss this week? Yes. Or you watched... I accidentally watched... You watched last week. Apparently I watched last week. week on demand, which I thought was this week. Do you just want me to try to run through this week, or you want to try to do two, or what do you want to do? We can do two, because this one's fresh on my mind. Oh, yeah, we'll go for it then. Fuck it. And Double sh- diva. See, yeah. it's, see, but it's been two weeks for me, so this is all you. I mean, I'll yeah, chime in with what I remember. Yeah, but. Um, <clears throat> so, okay, the storylines. Daniel Bryan and uh, Brie Bella. Which they're continuing from when Daniel Bryan is, uh, well, I think the beginning of the episode was a recap a little bit because um, how, you know, he's about to have surgery. He had to relinquish the titles and all that stuff. And uh, when Bree said, you know, I quit, you know, and that's when she was taking some time off to take care of Dan- uh, Daniel. And um, so I guess they went to go talk to her mom and because they were thinking about their future, because like, what skills do they have other than this? You know, because it's not going to always be WWE. You know, so and they're both like, yeah, we don't have anything. Right. Um, you know, I don't know how much they make, but it definitely felt like it was played up for like they're poor, played up for the show. Like, I don't know how. I'm positive that Dean O'Brien doesn't make as much money as John Cena. I'm 100% positive. But I know that he makes a hell of a lot more money than I do. <laughs> he makes just, a lot. He, it just yeah. felt so, like, manufactured and, for the show. And I don't think they're, that he would... Two. They got double salary. They're both... Yeah, they got all that. And plus, I'm pretty sure, that, you know, they, they play off like, you know, we got to save our money and do this to the team, which is actually good. You know, I still think, you right. know, they still save money to the, for the future and all that stuff. But, like... How they play, it's like, oh, no, we're not on TV. We don't get paid. Which I thought that's, I thought they get paid more if they're on TV. Well, I'm sure they have a downside to their contract, which I'm, no matter what they're doing, I think they're making X amount of dollars. Which the downside is the low side, like a lower. But I wonder how much they make when they get, or how much of a cut they get from merchandise. I don't know. And plus, they're getting paid because they're on Total Divas. That's another show, too. Uh, Enough, man. Like, I understand being like, uh, shit. Conscious of like the future and being conservative and being like saving your money and stuff. That's all well and good, but it was definitely felt like I felt like this season so far. It's like you could tell this is a show. You yeah, could yeah. tell this is more of a TV show. Yeah, it's scripted on certain things. This is one of them. But they uh, went to do a test. Um, I guess at Bree's mom's company or whatever. Um, I don't know what type of test to see what you're good at or whatever. 
and they're like, so did you bring your resumes? And they're like, they're both like, no. And he's like, well, Daniel's like, I have my resume right here. And he points to his head and he goes, uh, I was a WWE champion. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, so what else you got? It's like, well, we started this chance called yes. And now it's like a global phenomenon. And like, you know, I, I forgot how he said it, but it was, it was good how he did that. You know, it's like, I transformed. He said all this stuff. It was, it was pretty neat. And she's like, and the lady was just like, didn't really say nothing. It's like, it's a wrestling. <laughs> yeah, but it was quite funny though. He had a smile. He had a, he was right. dressed up in a suit and his hair pulled back and stuff. And he was just smiling. Is it so weird for you to see him rock the ponytail so fucking much? Because uh, his hair is so long now. I like he almost every time I, I mean he has it down, but a lot of times it's like in a ponytail. He just looks so weird with yeah. the ponytail. Well, also, Bree talked to Nikki. I was like, to hey, talk to John. John about getting a loan. Starting a business. Yeah. And John was like, no, automatically. He goes. <laughs> he was like, he's like, yeah. He's like, uh, I ain't trying to be a dick, but like, uh, you know, I'm worth a lot of money. And like everybody in my family who I've ever fucking met has asked me for money. And their business has failed. And guess who's the last person to get money back is me. Right. So he, it, it was. Even Brian was like, what the fuck? You did yes. not do that. He was like he embarrassed. Was about pissed. It. He was see, pissed. That, see, that rings true for me. I could see someone being like, yo, you should have fucked. Like John called me. Because right. Nikki was like, can you talk to Bree? I was like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. But he's like, what well, the the, fuck? Well, the, the twins were so, like, nonchalant. They were like, she's like, you should ask John. She's like, will you ask him for me? Like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then, like, Cena and Brian were, like, the ones that are like, what in the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah. But he's like, I don't know nothing about this shit. Can you imagine, like, in your, in like, your, because Cena's portrayed, like, so weird on the show because he's so uptight on the show, you know? Can you, in your wildest dreams, imagine a reality where John Cena actually calls Daniel Bryan on the cell phone and they have like a real conversation? Because that seems like not a possibility. Right? Yeah, it doesn't seem it like so it. so fucking weird. Yeah. Um, so that happened. They argued uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, Bree, and then finally Daniel walked away. Uh, I forgot what he said. But then later on, Bree apologized and all that stuff. And. She just says she's worried, and he was like, "You know what? I know your heart's in the right place, but they wanted to do like a uh, an in bed, bed and, and breakfast. breakfast and stuff like that." And then it ends up, I guess, towards the end of the episode, it's leading up to like uh, the the Bellas are gonna fight some more. Um, who else? Oh, so it's Natalia. Uh, uh, no, wait, no. Natalia, Rosa, Rosa and Summer, Summer Rae. Rae. Summer Rae's back, and like, it's just this is shit that you expect. As like, Summer Rae can't stand. Well, like Rosa's trying to bond with everybody because she's new, so she made friends with Summer. She made friends with Natty, but Natty and Summer don't fucking like each other. And then uh, they were. But she, but like Natty is supposed to be like not in charge of, but looking after Rosa because she's the quote unquote trusted one. And then uh, so they ride together. But then Rosa saw, because she tried to be friends with everyone, saw, everyone saw that Summer Rae didn't have anyone to ride with. So she invited them to like all ride together. She's, Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. And it's back and forth, back and forth. And then she's like, oh, stop. And like, finally. They're playing off the, the, the was it the season finale of the first season? Maybe it wasn't oh, the, the Oh, yeah, because they're talking about the slap. nose. Yeah, like she nose, slapped like, Natty, and Natty had a fucked up nose and had and to She's like, oh, I got to go to the doctor. And, she, and Summer Rae's like, why don't you just come out and say it's because of me because I slapped your face. <laughs> yeah. 
and she won't say it. And she goes, no, that's not the point. It's like, like, you're your just problem. being so fake and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, just She's like, your me. problem is because, your problem is probably because you're like a bitch to TJ like you <laughs> yeah. are to everybody else or something. And then that's like when that. she pulled over and then. Snatched her out of the car by her weave. Yeah, by her weave. Uh, didn't she like, she like, or well, I don't know if you saw a part, but they were, she was like talking about their hair or something like, oh no, this is real. And <laughs> yeah. then she grabbed her and all that stuff. And then she was going to walk. And then speaking of real, whose extensions fell out on the divas match on raw. Was it roses or was it uh it was roses. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to check with Danny. Uh, <laughs> I never call you Danny. I don't want something. It's weird. <laughs> That's my boy Danny Ray. <laughs> um, for for those at home, uh, which is everyone who's listening right now, <laughs> because no one's here watching. But when we do Total Divas, like, uh, or they're listening between classes at school, right? You like, never know where they're listening. Dan- Daniel, like, when we do this stuff, like Daniel gives us the hand signal, like, okay, you guys do Total Divas now. Then he pushes his chair back, like he's uh, on a roller chair. <laughs> To where it's like a back from the desk, and then he's like playing Clash of Clans for the next 45 minutes while we do this stupid bullshit. And I, every once in a while, I see him out of the corner of his eye, look up, and I always think he's going to like join in and say something as if he saw that episode. <laughs> I'm like, I'm always waiting for him. He's like, he looks up, and I'm like, he fucking watched. He's going to yes, say something. Yes. And then it's all, every time it's he like, he catches, him, he, like, he catches himself, and he's like, nope, not going to do it. They almost, <laughs> they almost, they almost got me. Damn it. Bait and switch. It ain't happening. Yeah, go um, ahead. But they got in a squab bubble. Yeah. Oh. And uh, then Rosa, like, got them both in the vehicle again. And Rosa's driving. And she's like, they're about to talk. She's like, don't talk. Don't talk. Both of y'all. Don't talk at all. And they skip a scene. They're back at one of their at an arena or whatever. And she's like, I'm sorry. Uh, Rosa's like, I'm sorry, I should have checked this one. Both y'all get, you know, be nice or whatever. And I, you know, I actually saw a part of Summer Rae I didn't like. And, um, I feel like there's another part of this. Oh, Eva Marie. Eva Marie. That was, that is a prime example how this TV show is getting to me. It's how they get you. It's like, you, you know, that they play on people's emotions and stuff like that. That storyline got, I don't know, it pissed me off. And then it's like, boom, like it was nothing at the end. Because they're playing, they go to a party. It's like they reset after every episode, you know? Yeah, it's like. Everyone's friends again. They're like, yeah. they all go to lunch the next time it's at like the beginning. Things definitely happen in between because it's like, oh, you hate this guy when we first met him. And now it's like, oh, yeah, oh, now we're together. Now all the families are together. And it's like nothing nothing but a thing. Uh, a little bear tear. Yeah, a little oh, bear tear. Uh, so the brothers, the dicks. Uh, well, no, they they're going to a party. Dick like, Junior uh, and El Hio to Dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were talking to him, and uh, cause they were trying to avoid anything about like talking about the wedding and all that stuff. Because uh, oh my gosh, what's that guy's name? Jason? No. I always forget that fucker's name. God, it says Jonathan. That's right, Jonathan. He looks like a fucking Jonathan. Doesn't he? <laughs> looks like a fucking Jonathan. <laughs> there are people. Like, there are people right now listening. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, I knew he looked like a Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> I said it with such disdain. I was like, he looks like a fucking Jonathan. Sorry, all the Jonathans listening. Red Robin. <laughs> They're like, uh, so you're going to convert? And uh, he didn't answer our question. Or they didn't answer our question. They walked off. 
But then they said something, or I think it was before, they're like, oh, let's throw the um, horseshoes or something like that. They're, they're like, yeah, I, I would kick your butt. It's like, you're right, like your brother, your brother sucks or something like they were talking about Jonathan's brother. I don't know, it was some weird shit. Okay. And then um, they skipped to a scene where they're at the table eating, and Jonathan's mom's there. And the guy was like, yeah, I think we should have a Catholic wedding. We're all about the Catholic, all that stuff. And they, they turn to Jonathan's mom and say, what do you think about this? No, 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 no. Before that, it's like, I'm an old man. I should get what I want. <laughs> so he pretty much said. And they turn to the mom's like, or uh, Jonathan's mom, what do you think? Well, you know, he's, you know, he can do what he wants. He's old enough. And it's like, whatever they choose, I'm fine with it. And then um, the, uh, the father's like, so you pick a Catholic wedding? They said to Eve Marie, and she's like, yes. And then Jonathan's like, I wish you would have my back. And he's like, I'm your husband and all that stuff. And he's like, I'm just going to put it like that because I'm mad because I'm going to fucking rip your head off right now. So I'm going to walk away. <laughs> he walked away, and then she came and, and talked to him, and she was crying. And But she, in the cut scenes, she was like, you know, my dad has colon cancer again. I think it was colon cancer. I don't know. It's like I want to, I want to please him, and all that stuff, and like that. And uh, then she walks to the dad, and she, and then the dad's, that's fine. This must have been layers. Like, hey, what are you doing? Like, you know what? It's not even a big deal. You guys have whatever one of you. Want. That's pretty much what it was. It's I pretty know, much what it's like. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck? It was it's, like you're like, okay, uh, Daddy Maurice, we got five minutes. Wrap this shit up. And he was <laughs> like, you got to be cool with this now. And he was like, fucking goofy as hell. He was like. Yeah. If Eva's happy, mommy and daddy are happy. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking like, What creepy. the fuck? He had like big eyes. I'm like, what the fuck's going this on? This is creepy, here? man. They hugged it out. And then, <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty much it. It's a done deal. And then next week, or the week that you're about to talk about, I think like uh, Rosa wants to make out with Natalia. Yeah, I'll try to. Since we're doing two weeks, I'll try to be super quick about it. Uh, no, I want to be fucking quick about it. <laughs> No, but, um, uh, uh, okay, so the, we'll talk about the, uh, the Brie and Brian shit first this week, uh, this most recent week, um, I guess, like, Brie sort of being an asshole to Brian and, uh, to, uh, Nikki or whatever, they're both sort of, like, for some weird reason, like, Brian calls Nikki, he's like, hey, is, is Nick, is, uh, Hey, is Brie being a total asshole to you? And she's like, Yeah, is she being a total asshole to you? And he's like, yeah, and he's like, They're like, We need to talk to her, but like together. And they both decide this is good for some reason, like intervention style, like, <laughs> like she's on fucking meth or something. You're being a bitch. We just want to tell you that. <laughs> yeah. So, so this whole thing plays out where like eventually they get her in the room together. It's like Brian, Nikki, and Brie, and Brie, and Nikki's like, You know, John Cena? No, no, Cena. no Cena. But, um, well, she, there was scenes with him where, like, she was sort of telling John in the car about, like, Brie being a, a bitch to her, quote unquote. That's her words. I'm not calling her a bitch, ladies. Uh, <laughs> but, um, he was just kind of like, you know, the Cena thing where he's, where he, like, he listens to Nikki and go on and on about something, and then he does the, half smile like eye cut thing where it's like I can't even fucking believe the words that are coming out of your mouth yes. you know what he's I'm talking about yeah. where he's like uh, he's like you know you're lucky I'm attracted to you because I don't know why the fuck I'm talking to you right now. you know that look that he yeah, gives yeah, her yeah, I know exactly. he gives her one of those 
But then he like smiles and it's like all good, you know. It's like the one bit of personality he does. He's like so uptight, and then like she does the, uh, she says something he thinks is obviously he thinks is retarded, and she's like, he's like, I can't even fucking believe you're in the same car as me right now. But you know, anyway. So basically, they just they sit her down intervention style and be like, you've been a total asshole to the both of us. Like Nikki goes first. She's like, you know, whatever. And she's like, did you really come all the way to my house from? Where do they live in Florida? Tampa? It's not Tampa, is it? Somewhere in Florida, right? And maybe that's Hogan, I'm thinking. Hogan's <laughs> <in Florida. laughs> Same difference. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, she's like, you came all the way to my house to tell me this or whatever. Maybe it's San Diego they live in. No, that's where they lived originally. I don't know. It's not important. I don't know why I'm dwelling <laughs> on this. Uh, you came all the way because they don't live in different cities. You came all the way to my house to tell me I you think I'm being a bitch to you right now or like you have been. And then Brian's like, well, the problem is you're not just being a bitch to Nikki. You're being a bitch to me. And she was like, are y'all fucking for real? Like right now? It was weird. She was just like, I can't even fucking believe you guys are stupid. Why are you talking to me right now about this shit? It was real weird. Like, I can't imagine this organically happening. Like we're going to sit her down (laughs) and talk to her about her attitude problem. But uh, basically, she eventually just relents and is like, yeah, I'm sort of being a bitch. uptight because I'm worried about money or whatever, and they're not using me on TV. And and, I'm, uh, and That crap again. Brian's just like, dude, just call Mark and ask him when they're going to be ready for you. And she's like, okay. And then she does it, and then Mark's like, oh, yeah. Are you ready to come back? You can come back now. And so, like, <laughs> everything's fine. Oh, gosh. So sit-down intervention was for nothing. All she had to do is like a phone call. <laughs> And, uh, Conclusions. Call Mark. Right. Um, so yeah. Also, uh, we check in with uh, John and God. Why can't I think of her name? Naomi. Naomi. John and Naomi. Oh, but what's her name on the show? Fuck. Trinity. Trinity. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Trinity and John, like, they haven't been having sex for a while, and John apparently has a high sex drive dude's a freak he's trying to get his she's like but she's been having some problems with her stomach i guess she's been having a quote-unquote like heavy flow period style for like a month straight and all the girls are all like are you fucking serious so they're like are you wrestling and like while you're wrestling and she's like yes constantly heavy flow period <laughs> for like a month i John, they're like ew damn it <laughs> well like uh but i mean it's she's yeah, she's she, oh. she's worried about going to the doctor. She clearly doesn't like going to the doctor. John's like, there's something fucking wrong with you. But also, like, I want to have sex. So, like, go to the doctor. <laughs> Get your ass over there. Right. I mean, you, I, that's not me putting my spin on it. That's kind of how it goes. Like, I'm concerned about your health. Also, we haven't had sex in a month. So, like, <laughs> go to the doctor. That's kind of how it went down. And uh, she sort of, I guess she has some sort of polyp. And I guess, like, she had, like, some sort of... Um, she didn't have like a hysterectomy before or anything like that, but it, or she had like uh, an ovary remo- uh, removed or something previously. She have a cyst on her ovaries. She, they said she has like a polyp, like some, polyp. Uh, but they didn't say it was on her ovaries. It's just in her vagina somewhere. I don't know. She's bleeding from it. I guess like polyps. Ugh. I guess polyps bleed. She didn't actually have a period for a month straight. It's just like the polyps like was bleeding or whatever, and I guess they can. The doctor told her they could bleed out on their own without her having to have surgery or whatever. She didn't want to have surgery. She's worried about going to have surgery. She doesn't want to get cut up on. And that's pretty understandable. Yeah. No. But she, the doctor says sometimes they can just bleed out. So she was sort of waiting for that to happen. 
Meanwhile, John's like, yo, what the fuck? I've been trying to hit that. Yeah, I'm trying to hit that. And so I guess, like, she's telling the girls about this. Um, and so Summer Rae is like, oh, I got to, you can just spice it up for him in other ways or whatever. And so she takes him to some, like, uh, stripper pole class where they, like, teach, like, the girls how to do, like, the, the, um, how many of the girls go? Just her? Or no? Uh, it was Summer, Summer Rae. Trinity and someone else. Who was the other one? I don't think it was Natalia. Oh, it was Rosa. It was Rosa, Rosa Summer Rae, and uh, Trinity. Trinity. And uh, Summer Rae's like, yo, go learn how to pole dance and spice it up for him. And like, mm-hmm. they get there, and like, Trinity's like a freak of nature. She's like an idiot, idiot savant where she's like really good on all the pole work <laughs> or whatever. And they like you know how like they always make a big deal about how much of how good of an athlete she is, which she is really athletic yeah. and stuff. They're like, this girl is a natural. She's like doing all the crazy shit that they can do. I bet like, she's done before. <laughs> you think so? That's a that's a broad accusation, Mister Amir. Well, trying I to say know. that a woman's had some pole work in her life. I would I would think if if she's been doing all that stuff, she's d- probably done it before. Nope. So. Could, I'm just busting your balls on uh, that. You know that, uh, but they presented it like she was an idiot savant, like she just went in there and knew how to do like all the shit. You know? <laughs> oh, is this how you do it? Yeah, check it out. But uh, yeah, so she brings home a pole for John, and John's <laughs> like, he's like, "What the fuck is this?" And she's like, "I got it for you, you know, check spice, it out. spice this shit up." And uh, he's like, uh, "He's like, you just need to go to the fucking doctor or whatever. Like, you think this is gonna solve the problem or whatever?" And like, you, John has thrown so much shit. I think there's three. The- Preview. He throws the stripper <laughs> What did he throw the very first time he threw shit? Like a vase or something? Vase or a chair? Yeah. He's thrown shit like three <laughs> times. John is Mr. Thirst guy. Yeah. Um, so they get into He's like, no, it ain't about the stripper pole. Like, go to the doctor. and so that, <laughs> Get that's that sort fixed of, so we right. can do it. Right. Yeah. He's like, I can't put my dick in the stripper pole. It's kind of like <laughs> his attitude was. <laughs> I can't put that. That's kind of how his attitude was. I'm just saying, you know. But uh, yeah. So uh, the other big thing was like, um, I guess Natty and TJ problems, just like you saw in Raw. He never. They're like recycling storylines from the first season where he fucked up her birthday. Like he's fucking up her birthday. He fucked up her birthday. Anything with cat? No, not no cat shit. I hate that cat so fucking (laughs) ugly. They fuck up the kid. He fucks up her birthday again, and then so she has to get her own like cake and fight her own parents. And uh, oh god, yeah, recycle yeah. shit. Yeah. So what? like, Jim the Anvil Nightheart's there, and her mom's there, and she's sort of talking about her match with Charlotte from the uh, the NXT show or whatever, and she's like, sort of like explaining it to him or whatever. She's like, yeah, and Rick was there, and she was talking about how Rick was so proud of her. He was crying during the whole match or whatever, and Jim Jim. <laughs> And Hart's, like, making fun of Flair for crying. <laughs> it's funny. Anyways, uh, TJ's like, oh, like, uh, <laughs> the show was funny. I'm saying Nightheart making yeah, fun of other Flair. people is what's funny. Nightheart making fun of Flair is the, is the fun. Your delivery. Okay. You very good delivery. Oh, sorry. People are like, I'm trying to run through this. I feel like I've been talking for three hours. I'm trying to make it quick. I'm sorry. Um. Uh, Anyways, TJ's like, haha, <laughs> I, you know, I totally, I'm redeeming myself from this fuck up. I got you a present. Want to look at it? She's like, yeah, let's see this shit. And he's like, it's a treadmill. And she's like, you got me a fucking treadmill. He's like, she's like, you got yourself a present for my birthday. He's like, nah, nah, we're both athletes, you know? And she's <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. 
Which it is. Like, who gets that? Yeah. Anyway. So she like she's like gonna she's staying out of the house because they have problems. She like leaves. She's like, fuck this, I don't want to talk to you, don't want to see your face. Glad you don't have that stupid haircut anymore, but I can't look at you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Rosa, because she feels like she's bonded most with Natalia, is sort of like, yo, I want to make her feel better. I want to make her sexy about herself. We're going to take her out. She's like, they go to the club. They're getting drunk and shit. Someone's taking pictures, and she, like, like goes for the kiss on uh, Natalia or whatever, and Natalia's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm out of here. This is weird. And Rosa's like, what? I'm sorry. You know, whatever. Like, Natalia's just sort of avoiding her or whatever till later where they have another birthday party where they invite all the girls. Like, Rosa sort of, like, throws a party for her. So, you know, so she feels better about TJ fucking up. She's fucking up a lot. I mean, Natalia doesn't seem like the nicest lady in the world. Like, I don't know. She's pretty dislikable in this show, but also it seems like TJ's fucking up a lot, too. Maybe they're both fucking up. They've been together a long time, and they don't know how to be real fucking people. I, I, it seems I like. have to say, from what I've seen on the show, they're both fuck-ups. Yeah, they're both fucking up. It seems like they don't even like each other. Like, why the fuck are they together? They're only together because they've been together for, like, 20 years is what it seems like. Anyway, um, uh, basically, she just explains, ends up explaining herself where she's like, yo, you know, I was just trying to make you feel sexy and good about yourself because I, because you were there for me and, like, whatever, and TJ's a fuck up. And she's like, yeah, TJ's a fuck up. And yeah, they worked it out. They She knows that the heart wasn't the good the right place and Rosa's just trying to be there for her and uh yeah yeah also Rosa tries to like there's like a part where Paige shows up and like you know one of those like like sort of how some like one week you see Ambrose for like 30 seconds and one week you see like Titus O'Neil for like 30 seconds yeah. well like it was Paige this week and Rosa was like trying to be super sexual with Paige too or <laughs> Paige was like I feel like you're like coming on to me or whatever and she's like no, something, something, Maybe. something. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, the end. Sorry, that was way too long. Sorry. We shouldn't have gone for two. I should have let you take the one and we should have gone home. Go to the finish, boys. Girl, Girl bye. bye. So there you go. Good stuff. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. It's time to move on to some hot topics. Um, Have some uh, WWE 2K15 news. Tyler, do you want to address it? or? Yeah. It's pretty cool. You're pretty excited about that. Yeah, uh, so they revealed some more characters and stuff. Uh, my career mode. Um, it's, I mean, some people already know about it. It's your creative character. It goes, uh, he or she goes through a developmental. Uh, you work with Bill DeMott and stuff, and uh, you do training, and you get to go to NXT shows, but some of the NXT characters will be on it. Woo! Like uh, Adrian Neville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sami Zayn, Corey mm-hmm. Graves, but they're also going to have some of the newer guys on the roster that were NXT to be on the NXT roster, hmm. like uh, Big E, uh, Bo Dallas, um, Adam Rose. I think said, they said maybe the Wyatts. Nice. Cool stuff. Oh, Xavier Woods, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, from what I read while ago, and if I get this correctly, I guess if you're. Um, Playing, I don't know how this works, but uh, I guess you're playing that mode or something with someone maybe mm-hmm. online. Their created character can apparently attack you or something like huh. I don't know. That's part of the story. I don't know. I gotta read more into it, but yeah. it sounded pretty interesting. More that, details. The new mode, from what I read, it look it just looks pretty good. Is that exclusively for the next gen consoles? I hope not. I hope not either. 
<laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> I also think uh, Bill DeMont's going to be a playable character, too. Very cool. So good stuff. Thanks, Tyler. Um, for those of you who are in the UK and are waiting for the WWE Network, do not fear. They have not forgotten you. They've just delayed it for a little bit. No time uh, given as to when uh, it'll be coming out, but be on the lookout. Uh, for those of you who are interested in traveling to WrestleMania 31, uh, travel packages are available right now. So, uh, you know, we had a lot of fun in our uh, trip to WrestleMania. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it offers a lot of cool stuff. Hotel, Trip to Mania, Hall of Fame, Access, Raw. Um, so it's, you know, it's a really good package. Um, so if you're, if you're interested in going definitely make sure you pick that up i feel like it's only worth it if you only intend to do wwe related stuff agreed yeah uh if you want to yeah. go to you know ring of honor or, or any of the other shows that are going to be in the area like WrestleCon, you can't do everything you cannot you it's, cannot the schedule you can't do the indie shows all the indie shows and all the wwe stuff is right. not possible you have to you have to choose so um but we took the indie route and had a marvelous time so, uh, so good stuff. So, time, with that being said, it's time to go into the Q&A portion of the show. Your questions, our answers. First and only question coming to us from Thomas Drabalosan. Drabalosan, Drabalosan. Saying, hey, fellas, first first of all, I want to say how pleased I am that you're getting ban- uh, better, Daniel. Uh, life can suck at times, but it's part of living. Hope you have a speedy recovery and best of luck to you in your future endeavors. Uh, yeah, thanks, thanks well, Thomas. There's, there's um, a way he's helping us back up. He's doing a lot of kip-ups. Kip. So, uh, yeah. No, I'm not. Uh, but now on to my question. It's been a while since I, I asked. I keep seeing Losin pictures up in my Facebook feed where him, like, doing all this shit with all these college kids, living yeah. that college life. Yeah. Our little boy's growing up and going <laughs> to college and having fun. And He's doing his thing. He says, uh, now on to my question. It's been a while since I asked, and a lot of stuff has happened. I've been nominated for an award, moved to uni, representing the uh, WNS podcast shirt, and, and won the previous previously mentioned award for me the stuff i've been able to achieve is quite an accomplishment and i want to know what your greatest accomplishments are uh, and you cannot include your jobs p.s tyler even though this is an opinion question for you there is a right answer i'm dying to know what the right <laughs> answer for tyler is because i haven't known if i can clue uh, hope all is well get better soon daniel what award did you think you won uh, i i saw it but i didn't was that the like uh i I saw the video thing that he was in with some. Is that the award? I didn't see the video, but uh, I did see it was like a glass sort of frame kind of thing hmm. um, with his name on it that he had won. I think it was glass or it could have been a plaque. Either way, he won. Major props. Congratulations. Congrats. Not sure what it was. Yeah. Or Do I think thing. it was like most improved or mo- I don't I'm not sure. I have to go back and look. But uh, but definitely. I swear, I saw. I'm not making this up. I saw like some news bit that he was in. Yes. Where that's what I'm talking about. So that's just the news thing. It's not a. Well, that was a you know, students all over getting ready to try and pass their test to go to uni. Uh, but one student in particular has made fucking uni like you call it uni. I'm just saying this. I'm going <laughs> based on what I've been told. Uh, and they're like, and one student in particular has made you know more changes than than most. And I'm like, cut, they, hit his music, listen, strolls in, like swinging those. Swinging their shoulder. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. But uh, greatest accomplishments, Doug. Dude, I'm a piece of shit. I ain't, I ain't done one goddamn thing. I got no accomplishments. I wouldn't even know where to begin. I'm just a dude trying to get by. Just I work- a small town boy. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I work like I I work hard. Like I like I I I work a hard, honest job, and I'm fine with that. But when that's done, man, I'm just trying to like you know spend some time with the people I care about, and then eat and sleep and fondle the remote. I don't give a fuck about too much else. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't really have any accomplishments. How about you, Tyler? Um. These are not like. Great, there is great. a right answer. Okay, hopefully I'm it's one. To know what the fucking answer. Hopefully is. it's one of these answers. I don't know. Logan, please one. tell us if he yeah. gets it right, and if uh, not, what it's is an it? opinion question? But there is a correct answer. I have a f- have a few. Uh, well, I mean, I'm still a shy person, and all that, and all that stuff. But like uh, in high school, if it wasn't for like some of my friends to get me to go into netting company and choir, I would I would be more quiet and super shy sort of come out of your shell a little yeah bit. i did so that, that was a good accomplishment for me um i don't know if this is the right answer because me and thomas was we're, we're talking about this but uh maybe it's the recent weight loss i, I dropped could be so know that i'm gonna tell that you your greatest accomplishment? i'm gonna tell you no matter if listen thinks that's right or not that is not your greatest accomplishment because you were not a guy you needed to drop it. No, away. no, no, not You were just a dude. Yeah. You did some fucking vanity work, and like you, yeah. you like yourself a little bit better now. That's great. That's not your greatest accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, you didn't I, need I to drop. I don't really have it. a. Uh, is it stuff with bear puns? Bear, not. Come on, bear puns is your greatest accomplishment. I don't know. I really don't know if it's like serious. What or like goal just... have you set out that you accomplished, and you're like, hell yeah. Fuck, I don't have one. Getting of. Oh, he can't. He said you can't use the job. Oh. It is definitely not dropping a couple pounds because you went on diet. It's dropping it low, son. It's not bear puns. I don't think Lawson is uh as nice of a guy as Lawson is. Much interaction with him. He, I don't think he's ever bust like too many jokes on it. So I doubt like he's coming at you <laughs> with a joke, right? Where he's like, "Yeah, bear puns are your greatest accomplishment." <laughs> <laughs> Big lotions throwing a fucking zinger at you, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Other than that, I really don't have any. Uh, Greatest accomplishment is talking. I feel like a loser. Talking, wow. talking in your sleep and telling me to fuck off. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> fuck that guy. Um. Wow, I feel like a loser. I don't know. Hearing, hearing your now fiance say yes to your proposal. That's quite an accomplishment. Yeah. She didn't I say no. She didn't say no. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, listen. I don't know what my greatest accomplishment is. <laughs> Me neither. I don't know. If I can. Probably my greatest accomplishment since I can't say getting my full time job here because that was. I thought you were gonna say getting my dick sucked. I, I thought you were gonna say blowjob. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say blowjob. <laughs> you were like hanging. I was hanging on the. My getting my well, and then look, I was like, right. I swear to God, you thought dick was you the next word out of your mouth. <laughs> you I'm not the only one because Tyler you thought it was measure, too. I thought it was a blowjob. You can't measure the numbers, no. Um, and to just be one, no. The, the fact that I got one, no. Uh, <laughs> I conned some poor lady into sucking my dick. <laughs> no, uh, since I can't say that getting a full time job at the radio station has been my greatest accomplishment. Uh, or getting a job period here at the uh, radio station being one of my greatest accomplishments. I know it's kind of cheap to sound to to say, but probably the greatest accomplishment that I've done uh, has been this podcast because we made some good connections with people yes. and stuff, and like just talk to people. And- because we set out when we started this thing, we set out a goal. We were like, when we first started talking about doing it, we were like, are we actually funny? 
would people actually listen to us? No and no. No and no. Uh, well, you know, no we to the kinda, first. We kind of got to a point where we didn't give a shit. And we're just going to do what we want and people yeah. start liking it. But we set out to make a show yeah. where we would just come in every week, talk about what we thought, like we normally would if we were sitting in a living room. Yeah. And uh, for me, the accomplishment is the growth that we've had on this show. The guests that we've had on, the people we've met over the years that we've done this, um, the fact that you know you guys are still listening to the show. Yeah, I think that was that would probably have to be one of the greatest accomplishments that I've ever done because I can't tell you how many times I've been told by family, "Dude, give that up. It's you're not going to go anywhere with it. It's not you're not really. Yeah, it's like you're wasting your time. You're you're piddling around with friends. You, You know you should be out looking for a real job." Wow. Yeah. Um I didn't know that. Yeah, like, you know, that's that's why I, I stuck to doing this cuz there were times, you know, everyone gets burnt out on wrestling, totally acceptable. There were times where I'm like, "Nah, you know, I don't want to do it." But it's like, "No. You know, this is this is our project. This is yeah. our baby, you yeah. know. There there aren't too many things that you can go out and be like, "You know what? I've done something that not many people have gone out and, and how done." How many people get this opportunity? Yeah. Or whatever, like, well, I mean, you know, people can get I guess equipment or whatever, but yeah, to have this this type of equipment too, mm-hmm. and get to come here every week, yeah, permission by your boss to come into a a real legit radio station too, yeah. It's just we've done this thing for closing in on four years, getting ready to start our fifth year of doing this podcast. Fucking right, I'm weaseling in on your answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally what cool. he said for me too. That's totally cool, but you know, not. Not everyone gets to do what some people do. Not yeah. everyone can be a radio DJ. Yeah. Not everyone can be a, a, a podcast co-host. Like, you know, like Doug has mentioned numerous times, he listens to a lot of different podcasts, and there are some that are just unbearable. You can't listen to it. They're, they're, they're phony. They're fake. They try and force the humor. We're completely natural in what we do. So for for me to be able to reach out to someone like to uh you know someone in ring of honor and say hey uh we do this show we would love to have you on you know who do i need to talk to i talk to them say hey here's some of what we do if you like it we would love to work with you and yeah. they, and for them to come back and say yeah okay we'll work with you amazing that is for the people that we've met you know here at hurricane pro who have gone off to Houston or have come from Houston, who we've gotten to meet those guys and talk to those guys. ROW guys. Absolutely. It, that's amazing because we're in a position where not many people get to go. You yeah. know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, man, I wish I could just talk to those guys for like 10 minutes, get inside their heads a little bit. I can message these guys on Facebook on a, on a, any day and just be like, hey, man, how's it going? So for me, that is awesome. I'm doing something that I love. Um, you know, it's radio-ish, and so it looks great on a resume. Because, you know, people are always like, if you're wanting to move somewhere or do something else, they're always like, well, we need to know that you can be loyal to, to something. And you're like, you know, well, I had this job for three years, but I left, and I had this job for two years. And like, well, I'm getting ready to start my fifth year of doing this podcast. Yeah. Something that just a couple buddies and I decided to do. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm also proud of this too, Harley. Yeah. So for me, in this moment, this is my greatest accomplishment. 
because it started as nothing and it has grown into something. It's not something huge, but it is something. It's huge to us. Yeah. It's it's a big part 45 of 45 different countries people listen. Yeah. 45, 46. Yeah, 45. That's still pretty cool. Maybe there's more. people <laughs> there's people that's weighed in. I mean, mm-hmm. Talk to Thomas. We talked to all people from the United States or yeah. from other countries. It's, it's just and really the fact that we've neat. gotten, we've been able to get people from other countries who have other thoughts in the wrestling business to not only communicate with us but to communicate with others involved yeah. in what we do. Yeah. So for 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 Thomas and uh, and Rhino to be friends and you know the Birds of War and all that, you know to. To have that kind of interaction because of something that we started is really cool to me. And, uh, you know, I would love for it to grow into something that's huge where we, you know, we get asked to go to a Comic Con and sit down and do a panel or something. And there'd be like, you know, 200 people. Yeah, we love the podcast. You know, big dreams, whatever. If we don't make it, I'm totally cool with that. But I just love what we're doing. And, uh, yeah, I hope we keep, I hope we keep getting to do it. So. Yeah. For me, that's that's the biggest accomplishment that yeah, I, like I think I, I can I, do. I don't want to sound non-job related. Yeah, I don't want to sound cheesy, and I and I definitely don't want to sound like I think like we, like I think that we think like we're like this great thing, you know. Like I don't want to sound like full of ourselves because I, I don't I'm not coming at it from that at all. But I, but I am proud of like what we do. I, I am proud of the, like the the should the the time that we put in and the the work that we've done. And we're I mean we're not like breaking our backs and digging a ditch or anything. But, you know, we, I am proud of the effort that we have. It, it takes more effort than it sounds like to make, you know, two hours worth of dig jokes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, you know what? To be honest, I am proud of, I'm proud of this fucking show. And I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that. And I don't say that in a way that's like, I think that we're some hot shit and I don't want to sound cheesy or anything. But I am fucking proud of the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. And it's one of those things where, you know, I'll be sitting Say I'll go to a party or something, and someone will come up and be like, "Oh, what do you do?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm you know I'm a board op radio uh, radio personality, voiceover kind of stuff." They're like, "Oh, really?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you know." And so like I'm normally the shy, quiet type, but then they start saying, "Oh, well, what do you do?" Oh, tell me more about that, you know. And then if I get on the topic of wrestling, you know, and then be like, "Yeah, you know, my buddies and I would do a podcast and stuff like that," and they're like, "Oh, really? That's you know." You know, some of them were like, oh, wrestling, that fake stuff? I'm like, well, you have to, you know, so so it gets me to open up further about it. So for me to open up to someone about something is, you know, really special. So, you know, I've realized that, you know, getting to do the podcast and then not only do that, but to help spread the word about it, in a sense, is really cool. And, uh, you know, it's the fact that for this podcast, we don't have a boss. We're just three guys. We come in, pull up some uh, recording uh, software, and hit record, and we just talk. Yep. So, for us to be able to do that and get the listens, people to actually listen to us and chime in and you know give us their feedback and their reviews and say, yeah, dude, I love the show. It's great. You guys are you guys are funny. You know we, you know that that's one of the reasons why I I press for that is because you know not to you know self gratify myself or anything, but it makes me feel good knowing that there are people out there listening who are enjoying what we're doing. Yeah, God knows some fucking times I don't <laughs> understand why anyone would listen to this. <laughs> I'm glad someone's out there is mm-hmm. pit and play. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you definitely for, for anyone who has ever listened to the show as we're getting closer to our 200th episode. Yeah. 
200 episodes in five years. Just absolutely nuts. We've only had like two or three, maybe four weeks where we didn't do a show. Yeah. And even then, like I know one episode, we did an episode while we were gone. So, you know. Count it, baby. That's right. (laughs) So, uh, So, yeah, so really cool stuff. Thank you for the question, Thomas. We certainly appreciate it. Let us know what, what the real answer is for Tyler. Well, yeah, what's Tyler's real answer? Because I feel like a dipshit not knowing. <laughs> so uh, Thomas knows me better than me. That's right. Wow. Oh, that's right. So uh, so there you go. <laughs> what so, if it really is bear buns? He's like busting your balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bear buns. No, it, it was dug tails, clearly. You know? <laughs> so, I segment you. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> So make sure to submit your questions on our Facebook page, WNS Podcast, our YouTube page, WNS Video. Check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com and check us out on WrestlingNewsSource.com on Facebook. Subscribe to us on iTunes by searching Wrestling News Source Podcast. Uh, check us out on uh, BeyondPod, Player.fm, and uh, Stitcher. Just uh, search Wrestling News Source Podcast to find us. Uh, Twitter at WNS Podcast. WNS underscore Daniel. Tyler underscore Bear. Follow them, fuckers. There you go. For the podcast crew, I am Daniel Heron. I'm Tyler Aber. Doug. <laughs> we'll catch I'm you a all. fucking professional, <laughs> goddammit. And we will catch you all next week. Boom. <laughs>